I'm going to argue with Jason that there's no such thing as a double switcheroo. Eh, Frank's a loser. Lodero. So I officially hate like 94% of Atlanta fans. Guys, I'm going to make you set down your teacups and take your pinky fingers and put them back into the fist that they need to be in because this has gotten far too cordial. I lost to the freaking cat team. Just a whisker. A whisker of a loss. Was that a rational RSL take from Jason? <laughs> hey, I, I, I'm probably the most rational RSL fan. You just got lawyered by a non-lawyer, bro. Hello and welcome, everyone. You're listening to the 2019 Round 8 preview episode of the MLS Fantasy Insider Podcast. This episode is brought to you by BeardCareClub.com, a U.S.-based veteran-owned company offering facial hair and hair care products and accessories for both men and women. Check it out, BeardCareClub.com. Find out more. Uh, see about the awesome little boxes that they have and and uh, accessories and, and oils and all sorts of great stuff. Blaine's been talking about it for a few weeks. You can get a special discount if you use the code MLSFANTASY. Uh, it's 30% off. So go check it out. It's a great gift, and uh, it's, it's for a great way to support others in the soccer community. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLSFantasyBoss.com, and tonight I'm joined by co-hosts Michael Denton, live from his office, and, and we checked with Sarah and she said that Blaine could come back, and so he's with us today as well. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Doing well. I'm doing good. And for the record, Lily is already asleep. I put her to bed before the podcast and got her down. So hopefully we're interruption-free tonight. <laughs> I have to say it was funny. If you didn't catch our episode last week, uh, Lily joined us and, and came in, and it was, it was fun. Uh, and uh, I saw that there was a comment on the YouTube video, and it was something like, Blaine lets her have whatever she wants and gets to come out. Yada yada. I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> someone's like just laying down some. Oh my gosh! And and then I was telling Mike about it before our our special news breaking episode last week, and I was like, wait, wait, it was his wife. Even better. <laughs> it even was. Better. It was even better. So for a second, I thought oh. that there was an issue, and I was going to be like, oh no, uh, that oh no really comes through if you're watching on YouTube and not. The, the radio here that we're doing mm -hmm. uh but it was it was even more funny and so mike and i decided right then that that was going to be our intro so thanks for joining us Blaine. <laughs> yeah no problem and yeah y'all are missing so much if you don't watch us on youtube i mean right now in my office i have a special jj abrams like flair which makes me look like a divine person like there's like god like streams of light on my <laughs> balding head it's fantastic <laughs> very fun very fun. Well, guys, we're here to talk fantasy tonight, and we've got a good episode for everyone. Uh, we're going to start out with our round seven review. How'd your teams do? Blaine? Um, 129. Um, I am really happy with this. Um, I jumped up between 240 and 250 spots in the overall rankings, as far as I can tell. Um, and this is all without Diallo on there. I had Jackson Hamel before the double game week shenanigans that we lost a game. Um, yeah, so I can't complain about having one of the top scorers in the round. Um, I think really Diallo and a couple other players are about the only switches I could have made to really improve my score this week. And yeah, I mean, this has been one of the top scores I've seen floating around so far. So I, no complaints there. Um, I hope everybody took my advice and just forgot the double game week forwards and went with Vela and Zlatan. Uh, I mean, 14 apiece for single game week players on a double game week is huge. I think they, yeah, they outscored every double game week midfielder I had. 
And the only ones that did better than them this week were uh, my defenders. Yeah, we'll hit up more about them later. That's a great score. Mike? Uh, I got 109, which I don't think was too bad considering all the craziness. Um, I mean, the, the real regrets for me for this week was I had C.J. Sapal instead of Elise or Zlatan. I don't think I could ever have afforded Zlatan, but I probably could have afforded Elise. Tried to go differential, and it didn't work out for me. Um, wish I had had another Montreal defender. You know, if we'd have known about the double game week, that's what would have happened. But, I mean, a Captain Vela got 28 points, I think. He was higher scoring than any uh, double game week player, except for maybe the back line. Uh, I lucked out and had Bush. I had Kay, which I don't think was on a whole lot of people's teams. Uh, he did well for me with 11 points. Um, you know, even Brilliant with uh, 10. Uh, Cannon at 6. Pax and Pomical disappointed with a 4. Um, but, I mean, other than that, you know, trying to scramble after, you know, the, the craziness of the midweek. 109, I think, is a better-than-average score. It's not, like, a fant- great score. Uh, if I'd had a lease, I think I'd have been in the great score range. But uh, not going to complain too much. I gained points, although at this point, I'm so far back, I'm probably just passing people who aren't setting their teams. <laughs> yeah, it's been rough to start. Uh, I know I'm, I'm kind of like you, Mike. I had a rough start, got a little bit behind in the value game, and so it's been a bit of a, mm-hmm. of a disappointing slog to try to to make it up the ranks but that's why everyone listening if you're not doing well right now but you're getting the hang of the game especially for all you new people we've got two seasons this is spring we've got fall coming up and it's going to be it's a lot better you'll understand who to target who to look at and with hope you're uh, getting some good tips from this podcast as well Uh, as for myself i got 101 points so right there with you, Mike, and you nailed it. Uh, if you got in the triple digits, you really needed to be a triple digit score this week to to hope for anything. I believe the average was 71, but we're just going to chalk that up to this double game week crazy that we did our breaking episode on last week. So very understandable. Uh, four really good chances at a gain or definitely in that top echelon, top 100 section. You were really looking for something in – if I'm being generous, the, the high 120s, more like 130s, 140s is where you were really looking for to see significant gains this round. So uh, I got 101. I got hit hard by that double game week drop. I had to switch a lot of players in my team. I dropped all my Seattle guys, which may have been kind of crazy, uh, but we'll talk about that in just a second. I brought in some Houston guys. I had K on my team like Mike was talking about, and I did not have Zlatan. Um, I really wanted him. He was in my first draft team. I was trying to work him in like Blaine was talking about, but my bitch was really lacking. And to get the coverage I needed, I could not bring in Slatana. So I had to bring in other players. I got Elise in there. Um, and then I brought in Beta Shore as well from LAFC. So I had some good production from my LAFC players, but 101 disappointing bench that Houston losing that clean sheet really made me upset. So that could have been, <laughs> that could have been some good points gained a little bit over, a million for myself, so I'm around the 114 mark, which is definitely lagging behind. I know I'm 10 million behind some people who are who've really been racking it up, but um, that's where we were at this time. Let's take a quick look at our head-to-head update. Uh, Mike, you lost to Matt Doyle. Ouch, 109 to 127. Uh, I lost to Ben Bear, 101 to 127. So we're not doing so well against Fans United FC. We're going to have to bring Bobby <laughs> or somebody on soon to give them an opportunity to gloat. <laughs> Uh, Blaine, though, you were our lone win this week against Tyler Bartles, who writes our, our review articles at MLS Fancy Boss, 129 to 109. So these losses were still pretty close. So just let you know, this this double game week, I think, had a big impact right there. Highest score, Ryan Anderson, 134 points. 
And uh, Ryan is still leading our league table 7-0-0, the only undefeated person still left. Moving over to Patreon, uh, River Shukil with uh, Poskinis is still leading the way 6-1-0. So congrats, man. You're doing really well right there. Uh, that's that's my wrap-up for, for this, uh, for our points. We're going to go into our takeaways, but first, real quick, uh, there was uh, a, a reset in the game today, and I'm going to let Mike take over from here with that update. Uh, yeah, so if you checked your scores and you had an LA Galaxy or Philadelphia Union player, probably an LA Galaxy player, you would have noticed that the Galaxy players and the Union players didn't have scores. Um, so they updated that mid-morning, but then realized that the price uh, increases and price decreases hadn't been run as that as well. In order to do that, they had to reset everyone's team. So they did that about midday. So if you're like me and you go in on Monday morning and you you know check your fantasy team and play around with it, you lost all of those changes. So just make sure, you know, if you've already done your changes, go back. You're going to have to redo them again. Um, you know, everything is fine now. All the values and stuff is you know, where they should be, all the points are where they should be, um, but just that one change. So also it may, it may be in your favor. You may have a little bit more money if you had Zlatan. Um, so just go and double check that and make sure everything's up to date. And you'll have our advice to go along with you this time when you're making your, your adjustments. So <laughs> I hope that means something. Uh, okay, let's talk about our round seven takeaways, uh, most surprising moments and uh, most important fantasy takeaways. Blaine, kick us off with a surprising moment. Um, yeah, let me pull up the scores really quick. I was traveling some this weekend, so I didn't get to watch all the games. Um, yeah, this uh, week. Oh, go ahead, Mike. I, I, Mike's, I think this Mike's week like, was, I'm prepared. I, <laughs> I think this week was pretty chalk, you know, for the most part. I don't think there was too crazy. Um, maybe Atlanta beating New England. Um, would be a surprising result. I mean, that wouldn't normally be a surprising result, but you weren't really sure how bad Atlanta has been. Uh, you think you thought maybe New England could get, do something at home. No, they can't do anything. They're not good. Um, I mean, for me, it's New York City getting a draw um, at the home opener in Minnesota. Um, you know, expected a jack crowd, a full stadium, and for Minnesota to really uh, carry through. But even with New York gifting them a goal, ugh. I can't watch that gif of Sean Johnson uh, without throwing up. But um, with that, e even with that, I mean, very shaky. Um, we'll talk about uh, possible head injury to Opara, but that, I mean, he, he was on the field for the three goals before that. Um, you know, some concerns when you really thought, like, they have it all together, they're getting home games, they're going to be really rounding into form and getting some points both uh, in the league table and in fantasy. And that's just... You know, it didn't happen this week. We'll see if it happens. You know, when they're not quite as nervous uh, in the big national audience going forward. I'll give Blaine some more vamping time. Uh, I had uh, Tajori getting a brace and coming away with an assist as one of my surprising moments. I know we've been down on New York City FC uh, a lot so far at the start of the season and going up against Sporting Kansas City at home. Uh, sorry, that's Red Bulls. I, I'm doing that a lot this year. Uh, going up against <laughs> Minnesota at, at home, um, I wasn't sure if they'd be able to get out of their slump. Or not. So uh, that was definitely a surprising moment for me. Number one, I mean, we've got to say it's the double game week cancellation, but we already talked <laughs> about that. So, so right there. Uh, and then I'm going to say Montreal coming away with two clean sheets. One of the most surprising moments for me uh, of this double game week right here, uh, shutting out Columbus 
and then getting that draw against DC on the road. So, and I know it was no Rooney, but I mean, that's, that's still, uh, I think that was a, just a super surprising note and definitely a fantasy takeaway as well for people who might still be value hunting. Yeah. I think Mon- oh, sorry. Oh, I was no, just going to say, I think Montreal has learned the lesson again. That they had to learn last year, which is that they need to bunker. Um, and they're a much better team or at least have a much better opportunity to get points when they're being very defensive. Um, also, I mean, they didn't have Piotti for either of these games. So we'll see what happens if they if he, when he comes back. But, I mean, if they go back to the system that they have last year, uh, at least for the time being, I think they'll have some very good values on the defensive end. And no Yerudi in the first game either. Right. Caught up to us, Blaine. Are you ready to go on to fantasy <laughs> takeaways? Are we taking all the moments? Yeah. Um, hey, Mike said it best at the start of this. This was kind of business as usual. I mean, nothing's really standing out to me. I'm just seeing a lot of scores, and as I caught up, it, it looks like teams are doing what kind of what they're supposed to. Um, I know Minnesota, Minnesota's been without Quintero. That's a huge hit for them. I think that changes the way they play a little bit. I think that lowers the value of the rest of the players on that team to a degree. I think they lose some of that high press and some of that presence that keeps just kind of shields their defense a little bit. But, again, New York City's – when they start to gel and with Morales there, they can put together a pretty decent attack with those players. So kind of a 50, 50 on whether you want to say it's Minnesota not performing or New York stepping up on that one. Any surprise from LA and Cincinnati? I know we thought that was going to be a blowout, but it was one Oh for a long time. And then that, that second goal came late in the game. Any credit to FC Cincinnati or is that just me? I, I mean, you can give them a little bit of credit. I mean, they're more of a defensive team, so I don't expect them to get like blown out of the park too often. You know, I, to, to me, with the way Cincinnati is going to play, 2-0 is a blowout. Ouch. Okay, <laughs> great. that's fair. Let's move on to fantasy takeaways then. might be a little bit easier. Uh, we're going to do Vancouver last because they got the double game week. So I'm going to kick us off with, is Seattle suffering from the Houston syndrome? of They have so many pieces for an attack that it actually makes going with some of their players less attractive. Like Ladero came away, I think, with just a six this week. I actually faded him uh, when the double game week left. It was Will Bruin who got the points this time. So, I mean, love love Will Bruin, but that's not normally a name that's on there. So uh, fantasy takeaway for me is I think that answer is yes, that there's so many attacking pieces that it's making it harder to really go with uh, Seattle attackers at times or really having to take a guess at who you're going to pick. I'm going to disagree with you in a little bit. Uh, for, for me, the problem with Houston uh, attackers is it's feast or famine. Um, you know, it's either they get like a brace or they get two points. Seattle for that hasn't been that bad. Uh, I mean, even like Ladero, he usually get like a few bonus points, not as much as we're used to, but he's getting something. I mean, like this is a perfect example. He got his six points. Uh, he wasn't one of the top scorers on his team. And like Will Bruin came out of nowhere. We've seen Jordan Morris have crazy weeks. Um, Christian Bourdain is a little bit more of a consistent attacker. That's why I, ha- I had him picked last week before the double game week went away. Uh, but for me, Seattle, the Seattle attackers have a better floor, at least outside of Rui Diaz, um, than the Houston attackers do. So that makes it a little bit of a difference. But I, I do think you're right on the general principle that it's really hard to peg which one of them is going to um, blow up on a week-to-week basis. Blaine, take away. Uh Colorado's attack at home is still 
pretty solid. I mean, DC came in, they had that one bad game against LAFC, but then the Colorado put up two on that DC defense that hadn't really given up many goals all season. Um, I think Didn't they put a third up on themselves too? Um, I think I thought, I, I think one of the Rooney shots bounced off of somebody, but. Um, did they count that? Um, yeah, maybe. No, I can't remember. Not in this game. Um, it's happened so but, often. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, Benny got a goal and assist in this one. Kamara got another goal. Uh, Mosquito's getting into the attack. Um, just there's a lot to like on this team going forward if you get the right matchups, or especially at home. I think they're gelling into one of those teams that can really do some damage, and Kamara's going to be going to have to be on everybody's radar going forward on those home games. He's just so clinical in the air and the altitude does get to teams. I mean, he scored in the 66th minute this week, which is when certain teams start to fade playing at altitude. Good point. Uh, I'm going to throw out Atlanta as well. Important fans to take away. And that's that they won. Uh, I know Mike had mentioned uh, Gil during our, our our news breaking news update, and then when I was on Sirius XM last week, I was mentioning no Gil because I did not trust New England against Atlanta as the test for is Atlanta going to be good, and that's exactly what we saw. Is now it took the worst team in the league to help Atlanta get some wind on, in, with its sails, but um, Barco came out, got a brace. He came in as a sub. And so I think that's probably earned him a spot next week. But uh, keep an eye on Atlanta. They, they've got maybe some steam going with them. And it was Vialba who got both of the assists. So not – I think Joseph still got a six as well, just with some bonus points. But I think that was an important takeaway. Anything else before we go on to Vancouver? Um, um, Kaku lost his dang mind. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe that, should, that would be better in the moments. But, I mean, what was he doing? Um I mean, we'll get it to more in the suspensions, injuries area. Uh, got a red card. I suspect we may not see him for two months. That's that's my feeling yeah. on that. That might be his goal. Yeah. Yeah, um, and I mean, I, I don't think New York Red Bulls fans would be all that sad to – I mean, other than the value that they're going to lose whenever they sell him. I don't think they're so, going to yeah. be too sad to see him go. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, so I'll mention Vancouver now uh, since they're going to be one of our, our double game week teams this week. My fantasy takeaway from this round, Vancouver versus Chicago, not a fantastic game. Uh, there was a lack of good possession by the Whitecaps, and even their goal kind of came off of a fluke mishandle by Ousted, uh, and, and they they didn't look sharp on there. And Chicago didn't really look sharp either. And there's also – Montero's also been very sluggish as well. So the it's just not gelling. Um they had some positive production from their subs, a lot of speed coming off the bench there. Uh, but they got a double game week coming up, so I think there's got to be a lot of thought with uh, what you're going to do with Vancouver because I don't think they were very impressive coming off of this previous round. Did you guys agree or disagree? Oh, definitely agree with that. Um, they're kind of one of those hit-or-miss teams. I mean, when they play a good game, they can challenge most teams. I won't say they can beat most teams, but they can put up a good fight in most games. But their average and their below average performances are at pitiful at best. Yeah, I mean, they've played six games. They've lost four of them. Um, the other two are draws. I mean, a 1-1 draw against Chicago and a 0-0 draw against Seattle. Um, this is a team that 
I, I think is relearning that they have to be, you know, a bunker counter team. And it's just going to be ugly games from here on out for Vancouver. Um, I mean, we'll get into it a little bit more when, when we get to the picks and how to handle them. But, you know, just because they have a double game week doesn't make them a good team or good fantasy picks. Very true. All right, that's it for our Beard Care Club Round 7 review. Let's move on to our Patreon housekeeping section. If you guys haven't checked out Patreon yet, you really should. Uh, maybe I need to get a new video up there to really let you know what's going on. But I'm hoping that these videos and podcasts work. It's it's a great fantasy league that we have, great community that we have that helps give back to to fans. Uh, we we get support from the, the fans of the MLS Fantasy Insider podcast slash videocast so that we can keep doing this stuff. It's just a hobby and fun for us. But that support helps us do this, helps us pay our fees, helps us get prizes and swag that we give out to people for participating in here because it's all about fun. If you're interested in that, head over to patreon.com slash MLSFI. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash MLSFI. Now let's get to the housekeeping. Mentioned it a couple times already. This is another double game week. Get used to that. We have a lot of double game weeks for the next little bit. Uh, this time it is Vancouver and LAFC who are playing the double game week. They kick things off on Wednesday, April 17th at 10 o'clock p.m. Vancouver hosting LAFC. So make sure if you want those players, you have them in your team and set before that time on Wednesday. That's just a couple of days from now if you're listening to us on Monday, tomorrow, if this is Tuesday. Uh, that's how days work. Uh, later on in the week, uh, Vancouver travels for their second game down to Orlando. And then on Sunday of this week, L.A. is back at home. LAFC is back at home hosting Seattle. So no double homes, no double aways. Uh, interesting matchup for Orlando and LAFC, I think, overall. So uh, be sure to keep up on that. Buy teams, none. Nobody's on a buy. So if you're looking for switcheroos, uh, you can look to probably New York City FC and Sporting Kansas City have some good options for 4.0 players later in the round. Uh, I think Portland has some as well. So those are some teams I would target uh, that have likely players that won't be playing so you can get your switcheroos in. Uh, now let's get to our injuries and cards. Mike, that update. Uh, Kaku is obviously the biggest um, card. Uh, there's also Trusty received a red card after I think it was a second yellow. And then Lopez for San Jose also received a red card. Uh, those are all the red cards I have as far as injury uh, injuries. Opara and uh, Tati Castellanos uh, had a head-to-head uh, collision uh, in the box late in Minnesota's game against New York City. Um, I haven't seen any updates on that. Uh, speaking of no updates, I haven't heard anything more on Piotti, so I don't know whether he'll be available to play this week. Um, and then DC's back line, if you were watching them last week, uh, obviously a lot of injuries. Uh, McCann left uh, with a hamstring injury. Um, with that, I, I suspect he'll miss uh, the game this week. I mean, you're probably not going to be as interested in him this week as you were last week, but um, something to be aware about. And obviously, like we said, Kaku uh, received a red card. He'll obviously miss this week, and I suspect he will be suspended. Um, people are talking about a suspension in the months. Um, I would say at least a minimum three-game suspension, but watch for that later this week to see how long he'll be gone. Leagues tend to get really, really angry when you go after fans, and it, especially an unprovoked one like this. So uh, expect some pretty harsh discipline from the league, I think. Uh, any update on Mimo? I know that you had mentioned him during our breaking news podcast last week. He did not start or suit up, I think, for Houston. Uh, I have not seen anything, anything more. I mean, you know, um, un unfortunately, and, and I may have an opportunity to go on a little bit of a rant here, um, 
there's no coverage for Houston. Uh, and we just found out today that the Athletic pretty much discontinued all of its beat writers. I think there may be like a few who are still there. But I, we're, we're getting to the point where there's like no local coverage for injuries in MLS. I mean, it's one of the reasons why I stopped doing MLS injury news because there was just absolutely nothing. And there was getting like less and less absolutely nothing. So, I mean, it's one of the, one of the good things about unlimited rolling transfers is it doesn't matter. And thank God, because you have absolutely no dependable information anymore. Tough times, tough times. So keep an eye out on uh, on those lineups and rosters that come out. The MLS Fantasy Boss Discord chat has a great little bot that aggregates all of that for you. If you want to head over that, it's it's free, so that's fun. And uh, we tr- a lot of us try to retweet those as well. So keep an eye out. Follow us on Twitter and uh, we'll do what we can. Oh, I didn't mention Fabian. I think Fabian came off. That's right. He got, he got injured as well. That's right, for Philadelphia. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's head over to our ESPN Plus Round 8 preview. If you've not already checked it out, ESPN Plus, a great streaming service. Uh, head over to MLSFantasyBoss.com. and the sidebar, there is a link uh, that helps give us some credit for just referring you over there to try out the service. Uh, a week for free, five bucks a month. After that, I've been using it for a couple months now, and I've enjoyed it. It's, it's pretty good. So uh, replays, good coverage, some special events, but mostly I'm watching it for MLS. So let's, let's be fair. Uh, only that's why i'm watching it for for mls so uh yeah espn plus check it out it's that's been pretty cool and uh, now let's get to our round eight preview kicking it off keepers defenders and shutouts blaine yeah um double game week here so you've got to start looking at that um as bad as it may be um I'm not using the keeper spot for Tyler Miller. I think you need a double game week keeper, which leaves me with Kripo from Vancouver. Um, If he goes both games and doesn't get shelled too bad in the first one, he should come out with four to five points on the round. Um, I will take a guarantee of almost uh, pretty much five points for a double game week keeper over pretty much anybody any week. It's kind of a set him and forget him. But if I have a little bit of money left over, I can always switch that up to one of the last game keepers. I think um, Hamid is expensive, but could be there. Um, Melia is also one at that nine o'clock spot on Saturday. You're going to see, you're actually going to have um, five full games or four and a half full games with the LAFC in Seattle game being that final one of the round and LAFC will already be locked, but you'll have uh, quite a few teams to pick from. So I think he's a pretty safe bet at 5.5. Um, just to put in that keeper spot, I'm probably going to go with them just because it's hard to pass up a goalkeeper five and switch out. Um, as far as defenders go, um, uh, Beta Shore has got to be one of your top targets if you're going to spend a little bit of money on your defense. Um, the way he's been playing and having two games is is huge. I think you do need some coverage from LAFC in the back. I'm going Beta Shore. Um, DeLeon's just been on a tear and playing forward. Uh, Minnesota without Quintero, and I don't know if he's going to be back yet, is a pretty nice matchup for him uh, to get to get forward. I think this is going to be a really good shot for them. Uh, Toronto's not a clean sheet chance, but I like the bonus point potential there. And then the last guy I've got on there is Adnan for LA or for Vancouver. Uh, he's shown that he can take penalties even if he's horrible at them. Um, scuffing a Panenka. Uh, is just one of the worst things you can do. But um, I think he is still going to be their penalty taker going forward. They brought him in with a lot of fanfare. I think he's one of those guys. They're putting a lot of pressure on him to help turn this team around and kind of lead this team. 
And I expect if they get another penalty, he's going to be on the line to take it again. Uh, as far as clean sheet chances go for the single game week teams, I didn't like many of them, to be honest. I think every matchup kind of has that potential for a 1-1 game. Um, the, the road teams are all, all have pretty solid attacks, and the home teams aren't that convincing. Um, maybe Columbus gets the shout for a potential clean sheet here. Um, and Orlando hosting Vancouver on the second game of the double game week is another potential shot for a clean sheet from me. So that's about all I've got. Mike. Um, I have some more thinking with Blaine as far as the double game week. Um, I too have um, the Vancouver keeper, um, but I have him on my bench. Um, you know, I'm doing a keeper with Zach Steffen. Um, you know, I think Columbus has been pretty good defensively. Uh, and I mean, Stefan's just been a beast. I mean, he's 8.7. So if, you know, Vancouver manages to do well, I can swap him out and free up a lot of money uh, up front. Um, I too have Beta Shore. Uh, I'm not sure about rotation. Bob Bradley, I don't, if, if I'm remembering right from last year, is not a big rotation guy. Um, Beta Shore might be on the bubble. So I'll kind of see about the lineup. But I mean, most of the LA. Uh, LAFC players are around that same price range um, as well. Uh, I have Adnan as well. I have him on my bench. Um, you know, a lot of people ask us about Vancouver. I spent a while looking at Vancouver. There's no magic sauce here. They all suck. Um, <laughs> I mean, they're all like three, you know, points at most, most weeks, you know, four points if they have a good week, unless they have a goal. So, uh, you know, for, for me, I have, three Vancouver players and they are all on my bench. Um, as far as other clean sheet shouts, I have uh, Miles Robinson from Atlanta. He's 6.4. He's averaging five uh, points a game. Uh, and I think Atlanta at home against Dallas is a pretty good opportunity. I don't think Dallas um, is very good on the road. Uh, also have Fontas um, from Sporting Kansas City. Now that they're done with um, CCL, they're not going to have not going to have the tiredness, and they're playing a San Jose team that's pretty bad. I know San Jose ruined Houston's clean sheet, and, and they are at home. But, I mean, Blaine said it, and I agree with him. There's not a whole lot of great ch chances for home teams this week uh, as far as clean sheet shouts. Uh, and honestly, I'm looking more for a decent value for defense so that I can afford Vela and all the other big guns up top. So that's, that's my thinking uh, on the defensive end. I think you're definitely right with Vancouver. We had a question from Reddit and several from Twitter as well. Thank you, everyone, for submitting questions. We get a lot of listens to these podcasts and these videos. So please, guys, send me your questions. Uh, we write articles about them. We answer questions here on the show. We answer questions on, on Twitter and on Reddit. So please do send us your questions, anything. We, we definitely love it. Um, but I think you got Vancouver nailed. I don't think you get three Vancouver players because you're really wanting – the value or the points for that. I think most of them are going to be bench players or, and maybe this is and or, uh, it's because a lot of them are cheap. And so it just helps you fit into your budget. And if you mm -hmm. need to fit a budget and it's a double game player, you do it. That's that's just two shots at points. It's an easy it's an easy bring in, easy way to felt your bench. So you don't, if you get three Vancouver players this week, and I do as well, uh, you, you're not doing that for the points. You do it mostly for value with a fingers crossed for that. That being said, I agree. Vancouver keeper, uh, easy for me, 5.5. Double shot of points, frees up a lot of money for me. I think you might also look at Blake if you want to go with someone who's on a value watch. Um, 
they've struggled to score without Piotti, but they, they did okay against some decent teams this last week. And so they may be able to stand up to Philadelphia one more, one more week. If Piotti just shows up. Uh, Blake could be a good option. Uh, Rowe, as he's had two, there's two cross country. Sorry, my notes got messed up here. Um, with Vancouver's second game being cross country. There we go. Uh, Rowe could be a good shot with Orlando. I know Blaine, you'd already had mentioned that one. So I think that's a good call. Um, Stefan because Portland sucks and Hamid because DC's good. So I think those are those are some some options depending on your on your budget right now that you could look at for keepers on defense. Uh, I'm right in line with lots of you guys. I'm trying to work daily on in right now. I've got Beta in my team, Beta Shore in my team. Um, I think Sporting Kansas City and Columbus also have a shot at probably getting a clean sheet. So uh, Fontas is pretty cheap. Williams is pretty cheap if you're looking for some people maybe for your backline there. But uh, I don't think this is a great round for defenders so i've also got uh, adon adnan on my bench in case there is a uh, pk so that's uh that's where i'm looking at the same time so uh great let's go on to midfielders mike uh, i'm going to start with k from lafc uh lee win hasn't been getting a whole lot of playing time uh and, I, and we've talked about this before a lot of lafc's good uh, offensive players are labeled as forwards so i'm, I'm going with k uh, also have Russell from Sporting Kansas City. Uh, we know how bad San Jose's defense is, um, so I'm going to take a gamble with him on the road. Uh, then also like Nani from Orlando. Um, he's been putting up a lot of numbers recently. Uh, Dom Dwyer has not been starting as much. I know he didn't start this game, but he certainly hasn't been producing as much. Um, and Nani's got uh, three goals in his last two games. Uh, and he's, I mean, his last three games are 7, 15, and 6 uh, as far as points. Um, so he seems to be really involved in attack, and I really like um, them at home against the Vancouver. It has to take the longest flight uh, in MLS after a midweek game. So I think there's a lot of opportunity for Orlando. Um, then I have um, Jordi Reyna from Vancouver uh, on the bench. Um, you know, I don't have a whole lot of confidence. He's not as consistent. Uh, he also came off early, so I'm not sure if there's an undisclosed injury uh, deal there. They just wanted to get more defensive. But, you know, and, and we should have said this before. If any of these players aren't in the first starting lineup, like I'm taking them out. Like, <laughs> like their only value is in a double game week. They don't have a good matchup. Their matchup at home against LAFC is not good offense or defense. And a road game against Orlando, as bad against Orlando is, is not something that these guys are going to take an opportunity. So, um, you know, for the LAFC players, it might be a little bit of a different story. But um, for, for the Vancouver players, yeah, that, that's it. Blaine. Yeah, I'm Mike and I actually share quite a few players. I didn't think anybody else was going to give Nani a shot. I mean, he's got Mike said, right, he's got three goals in the last two games. He's got four go or four assists on the season so far. Um, and he hasn't started every game either, which is really impressive for him. Um, and then it's against a Vancouver side. I think he's got to be in your list. He's one of those early must own players that as soon as I saw the lineup or the matchups, I he was just first name in there. Uh, top of my list. Um, I've got K as well. If you're going to go double game week midfielder, here to, here's your guy to take. Um, he's just he's been putting up the numbers. Um, Atuesta is a little bit cheaper, I think, and maybe a uh, the more budget option. But I think you go for the home run here, especially with the Vancouver game, and go with K. Um, uh, Pozuelo's got to be on my list too at this point. Um, 
Minnesota has shown some weakness, especially on the road. Um, Paz can't, has come in strong. Um, he's tapered off a little bit, but he and Altidore are seeming to find a rhythm. And uh, I don't stand in the way of that. Um, I think he's got to be in here with the way Minnesota's playing, especially if Quintero's not in or if Opara is going to be dealing with a head injury and may not be there. I mean, if either one of those two guys are out, I think uh, Posk becomes a must-own. Um, my lone Vancouver player is Inbaum. Um, I tried to look at the averages a little bit. I think his average, when you take out Reyna's goal this last week, is actually higher game for game. Um, I've got him on the bench. Uh, just It's a gut feeling that he's going to get the space against Orlando to work down one of those wings. I think the way he plays is just going to play into the into the Orlando game plan a little better, and he's going to be the best chance for a few bonus points. And, I mean, if I'm getting three a three and a three this week or a three and a four, I will be happy out of this spot. And then, uh, finally, I don't ha- really have my fifth one locked down. I've got Moreno from D.C. holding down that line, but he took a value drop this week. So that makes it me question him a little bit. Um, if memo comes back, he'll probably get that spot and free up some money for something else. But I want to see that one. I want to see that lineup first and make sure memo is coming in and we'll be back to play. All right. Uh, well, Blaine, I'm going to make it even more confusing for you or maybe not confusing, but I also got Nani as well so you're you thought that might have been a stealth pick oh. actually 13.11 percent of ownership right mm-hmm. now so may yeah, not be he, he was in the discord chat so there you it, go. it got leaked <laughs> uh, more can more interesting though i also have k 1.8 percent ownership right there so k may actually be the stealth pick that you were thinking of uh yeah uh same reason that uh that Blaine was mentioned, and we had someone on, on Reddit underscore the 12th was asking us about Nani. I, I think same reasons. Great pick. Uh, good good matchup there. Good history. Uh, pause. I think he's. I think that's a good match for him. I think a lot of people are going to be looking at some of these classic guys. Uh, Higuain, Ladero are classic picks. Uh, I don't know if I'd go with those this week. Uh, Higgs has been a little low on points, and he's actually tied with uh, Artur, who's cheaper and and seems to be having some similar production so not the same history of production with higuain so i don't know if that's worth it this week uh ladero's been up and down in his form he's on the road this week against lafc that's a tough game so i'm not sure that you're going with that as a classic pick if you're hoping the the biggest question you talked about k and you also talked about atuesta i, I think those are great options right there especially if atuesta is still taking corners and some of those set pieces um, but this is this is the big question and maybe why some of us didn't pick miller before with three players max per team you got to ask yourself that question do i want to load up on lafc offensive chances or am i going to double up with the defender or even just waste the spot going with uh, with miller so uh that's where a lot of us have come down with beta short to help with some of that offensive chance and that's why i think we're going with vancouver and that's that that thought here with even going with two of these guys if you don't even want to go with beta short could be a good pickup uh, if you like LAFC, I think your better options are at forward, but I would still go with Alessandrini, though lots of these guys have not been putting up some of those big numbers, especially since since uh, Zlatan keeps getting all of these points off PKs. So not many assist chances when that's happening. And uh, we all, uh, Barco, I mentioned Barco as well. I think he's going to get another shot at coming in. And because uh, he's he subbed in this time, so I think he'll start maybe. Pity's, Pity is coming back, though. He only played for three minutes. 
this week. So that may cut into some of that production, but keep an eye. I think Atlanta's at least in the mix. If you want to look at a midfielder from their team, then finally Vancouver, I'm actually looking at uh, Arise down there playing that number 10, um, He's, he's had some decent numbers. Nothing's like you, we already said, nothing's fantastic with Vancouver, but uh, every say has is right there at a potential playmaker spot. Um, Reina's the classic go to that Mike already mentioned. And then this is a double game week. So Felipe is a classic D mid, uh, could have a high floor, and he's pretty cheap as well. So that's a double game week option that you have right there. So lots of midfielder options there with, uh, with every team you want to make up uh, let's move on to forwards now blaine um yeah i think it's getting to the point where it's a set it and forget it type of deal um i'm not switching out vela and zlatan this week um i still don't trust the houston defense and i mean it's vela on a double game week you're an idiot if you don't take him and i mean that in the nicest possible way but if you do not have vela in your lineup you don't yeah, um, reconsider your choices playing fantasy altogether. Bell is not oh. it wasn't one of the first names in your lineup this week. Yeah, I. But I mean, look at what he's done. This is an MVP run season, and yeah, you just you can't take the current league MVP and not put him in your lineup at this point. Uh, to go with that, I I actually threw a lot of money in here, and I have Rooney on the bench at the moment. I am a little worried about his production, but I have no faith in that New York City defense, especially on the road. Um, I think this is probably one of the better matchups. If it wasn't Rooney, it was going to be Josie in this spot, but right now my gut's telling me to go with Rooney. And this, yeah, I'll get to that in a minute. Mike? Um, so this season has made me question my choices playing fantasy, but even I have Carlos Vela. So maybe you actually shouldn't go with Vela, but you probably should go with Vela. I mean, he's had a ridiculous number average, you know, um, even though his second matchup isn't as great, I, 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 his opportunity against Vancouver, uh, they haven't seemed to be slowed down by road or home form. So, uh, yeah, obviously, uh, and I'm pretty sure we're all going to have him as the captain. Um, I, I don't think this is a week to get cute. Um, as far as forward, um, I do not have Rooney. Um, I do not have Zlatan. I only have a budget for one expensive guy. Uh, and I went to Josie Altidore. Uh, if Apara isn't at Minnesota, isn't there from Minnesota, I think that's a good opportunity for him. Um, you know, with Rooney, uh, they've already played New York City once this year. And that was, I think, New York City's only clean sheet. It was a nil-nil draw. Um so New York City was able to kind of lower the chances. I, it wouldn't surprise me if it scores, but it wasn't like it was a blowout uh, compared to some of the other games that New York City has played. Um, and for the reason I didn't go with Zlatan is because, as, as good as he is, Houston's defense has been okay this year so far. Uh, I mean, they may be doing it against mediocre competition, but, I mean, they haven't looked that terrible. And that's including against Tigres. Um, so I, I have a little bit more faith in Houston. I mean, they, they, they we could... Once their schedule gets a little tougher, we could find out more about them and, and not have as confident in them. But if I'm having to do a tiebreaker between a, a bunch of good choices, that's what, what I'm going to go with so far. Good point. I just lost my, my notes right here. Uh, yeah, Bella for me, first one off the list. Uh, second and third choices that I'm debating between uh, Zlatan and Rooney. So those are my top three guys 
right there. Um, you guys have touched on a lot of the concerns that I'm still debating with myself. Another one for that New York and DC game is that that draw was at New York and your mm -hmm. field's screwy. Sure. Yeah. So that, that too. But uh, that is a concern with with going with that going forward so uh after those three guys i've got josie and zardis as sort of rounding up my top five of go-to forwards that i was looking at um right now i have it on vela and zlatan but uh, i think you could have if you're going to invest something that's those are two good guys to go with it is home maybe zlatan draws more pks that seems to be his thing right now so uh that's that's potential there i said no to moreno moreno just because of his bad form recently so i i don't like and i don't like those offensive chances vancouver that, fans have been calling for him to be benched i wouldn't go with moreno <laughs> so i've seen some people writing about it usually fan blogs saying it's like oh he looked a little bit better got some more pep in his step just needed a little break he's been going for a long time no so um i mean uh, if, you, if you want to get cute here um Ardaiz has looked okay as the starter. If he starts that first game, he would be a great potential switcheroo. Um, he's a little on the expensive side. I think he's north of seven for a, uh, for a forward Otteroo switcheroo candidate. But if you're going to get cute and try to put a he's, double he's game. He's five. Oh, he's five now? Yeah, his points wow. are seven. His total okay. points are seven. <laughs> uh, I just – I snagged him in draft and tried to see what he could do, and he hasn't been great, but he's just one or two good chances away from kind of breaking it open. I, I see a lot of potential there, but at that price, if you're wanting just to get cute and try something, two cracks at a goal and not too expensive for an Otteroo candidate is not bad. So here's this from Twitter, at Tots. That's three Zs, J-Tot-Z-Z-Z. So maybe he's sleeping. Uh, here's one for you guys. An away forward option, Bradley Wright Phillips. Subbed out after 70 minutes in this last game. Going up against New England. Is this going to be a fire lit under him against a weak team? Is this a stealth pick? Now, I'm going to, say, I'm going to call this differential. We had someone who I was exchanging with on Twitter last week who was saying, why in the world would you ever go with a differential? Just pick the players who you think are going to do the best. Uh, for me, when I say differential, I don't mean purposefully go out, find a guy who's not owned by a lot of people, and do a Hail Mary. For me, a differential is someone who you have solid uh, reasoning, thinking that they have a good matchup but it's just under-owned. So it's not a crazy pick. It's a differential that you still have a good feeling about. But Bradley Art Phillips, differential? I can't for that money. Uh, not with the names we've mentioned. Vela uh, is going to take up a spot. Your second spot's probably going to be taken up by one of Rooney, Zlatan, or Josie. Um, and with those three names, how can you put Bradley Wright Phillips in that conversation? with those Nine million. At home? Nine million. Just throwing that out there. That's too much money for a differential, in my opinion. It's, it's, and it's not a differential. It's he's on the road. He doesn't have Kaku because he's definitely going to be suspended for this game because of the red card. Um, and I mean, you know, they had a whole conversation. Look, the conversation about Bradley Wright Phillips today on Extra Time Radio was should Bradley Wright Phillips become a bench player now? This isn't, I mean, you know. Look, at, for $9 million, you can get Zardes. You can do a lot more, you know, 
better than a, I mean, like he's differential in the true crazy. No one is going to have him because there's no reason for him to be doing well, but I'm just going to go with it and see if I can strike lucky. Um, you know, so, you know, if you want to do that, just be, go crazy. You know, you can do, you can do that, but we can't sit here and tell you like, Oh, you know, there's a really good opportunity here. Um, you know, I mean, cause he, he may be starting on the bench, you know, I don't know if Arnis is that crazy and bold yet, but uh, I mean, there, there's definitely some issues there. New England's put together some decent showings from time to time. I'm, a, I'm inclined to agree, though. Uh, sorry, Jay Tots. I hope that doesn't burst your bubble too much. Go for him. If, you, if it's going to have fun and, and you think it's going to be cool, give, give it a shot. Roll the dice. If he works out, we'll see. Feel free to, to brag to us. It's your right <laughs> if you do that. It's your right. Uh, but, yeah, Vela, Zlatan, Rooney, I, I don't think he can compete against those three players right there. And uh, speaking of going crazy, this is actually a pretty good week if, if you want to go crazy as far as like switcheroos and autoroos because of the schedule. I don't think we've mentioned this, but there's a bunch of Friday games. You know, um, mm-hmm. FC Cincinnati, RSL, Toronto, Minnesota, LA Galaxy, Houston, and they're all kind of spaced out. A bunch of games are kind of spaced out um, on Saturday as well. Uh, and then you have a few Sunday games. So plenty of time to see a bunch of different scores before you make, make some moves. So if you kind of want to make crazy moves, I would try to look at the auto-roo, switcheroo area for that and, and, instead of kind of throwing a Hail Mary on, on BWP. What's your favorite game coming up this week, fantasy potential? Uh, favorite game, fantasy potential? Ooh, um... I mean, I, I wanted to say LAFC Seattle because I think they're the two of the best teams in the league, and I really just want to see how that one goes out. And obviously, the double game week. Um, I, I really want to see Atlanta FC Dallas. Um, Atlanta, you know, we want to see them get to. We want to see if they get it together. I don't want to see them get it together. I enjoy their suffering <laughs> as much as anyone. Um, but you know, FC Dallas is kind of figuring it out on the road. That, that's an interesting one for me. Um, also, like Galaxy Dynamo. Um, that that's another one that, that I would watch. Blaine? Uh, yeah, for fantasy potential this week, I mean, you got to go with the first game of the week. Um, LAFC on the road at Vancouver. I know it's turf. It's a lot of stuff, but Vancouver doesn't look good. LAFC looks great right now. Um, you could be sitting on 40 points, 50 points with the captain pick after the first game. I mean, you could have – I mean, if you've got six players in there, I mean, you could be potentially pushing 60 points. I wasn't even thinking Vancouver. You could get 50 points out of LAFC with uh, Vela Captain right there on that first game. Like, how can you not drool over that? <laughs> well, yeah. maybe here's a question we, we throw out. Um, if Vela is not on the starting lineup or K or Betish or any of the people we've talked about from LAFC, but they're on the bench, do you still have them or is do you – which players from LAFC need to be starting for you to still have them in your lineup this week? Do you switch to Rossi? <laughs> I mean, well, I, I don't. I think for, for me personally, I'm going to keep Vela in my team regardless mm-hmm. if he's just on the bench. Unless he, if he's not in the 18, then maybe I change. But and I don't think it'll be that bad. I mean, they're going up to Vancouver from Los Angeles. Not not a crazy flight. Uh, so mm-hmm. then they're going back home and they don't play again until Sunday. So, I mean, I, I don't see that rotation as being a problem uh, for me. I'm going to throw in Orlando Vancouver as a, another good fantasy match because of what we've talked about with that distance and Orlando has been scoring. So they may get scored on, but they've been scoring. I think that's a great option second to that first match as well. So uh, let's not forget our captains though. We've gone off a bit of a tangent. 
I'm going to blame you, Jay Tots, for that one. So you. Uh, <laughs> we all Captain Vela. Yeah, we did. Uh, Vela. <laughs> Triple Vela, Blaine, Triple Vela. Yeah. Did you, did you give Lily two options? They were both Vela? No, actually, I was going to tell you guys in this section, uh, this is going to be the Lily litmus test week. Um, I'm going to give her a few options. Uh, we'll probably put Josie on a card and we'll just, well, I hand the cards to Lily like I always do and we'll make sure she picks Vela. Like, if she doesn't pick Vela, I may have to rethink this Lily Captain pick thing. <laughs> this is your, so, control, your control pick. Yeah. Yeah. I, but no, I'm not going to. Putting your lie. own daughter to the test like that, man. I, I've got to do it. No, Ooh. I was actually thinking Science. about it. I, I was thinking about replacing the captain pick this week with my third forward option and let Lily choose between Josie and Rooney for that third it. spot. Because mm-hmm. I, I really am torn. I think both of these are prime matchups for either guy. And if it wasn't for Vela and Zlatan, they would both be in my lineup. So I, I think I lean Rooney because I'd like the connection between Paz and Sorry, I said that the wrong way. I think I lean lean away from Rooney. I lean Josie because I like the connection between Paz and Josie more than Acosta and Rooney has been playing out recently. And Definitely. I think Minnesota could be easier to score on. I don't know. <laughs> uh, that's just me. Random thoughts. Something to think about in the shower tomorrow. Uh, well, that's all that we have for our picks. Thank you guys for providing those. Thank you everyone for listening. Try to cover a breath to give you options, so I hope that that was helpful for you. Uh, final, let's wrap this up with our plugs. Blaine. Um, Got to give another shout out to my wife. I mean, she still lets me do this after that devastating embarrassment on the show last week. It was great. Great. Oh, no, it, I, great I enjoy it. We're just people here too. Um, we've got families and lives and we, I mean, we, we take our time to do this for you all. And we really appreciate all the support you give us. Um, some, and thank you for putting up with our family drama sometimes when it comes <laughs> up. Sarah's not too mad, and we made some schedule changes around the house to try to get Lily in. So just a big shout-out to my wife for letting me do this. Mike? Uh, so I'm going to shout-out, I, I guess, my wife, because I don't want to be a bad husband again from last week, um, for, for letting me do this, let me stay late at the office because uh, I, had, I had to work late. Um, Shout out also my mother-in-law who's in town this week and is helping out, which is why I can be in my office. Also, one random shout out. Shout out to the firefighters uh, in Paris today for doing a tremendous job saving the Cathedral of Notre Dame. Uh, a lot of heritage was saved today. and you know, It was really sad for a while this afternoon. I'm so happy that a lot of it seems to be preserved, a lot more than what we thought earlier. So shout out to them for any other uh, you know, service emergency responders you know, who put their lives on the line to, to save stuff like that. Uh, well said. Yeah, um, I will. You guys like making me making me feel bad. So I mean, I'm going to shout out to my wife. Uh, she's she's out working on another project right now uh, for for some for some work things. So she might be using the whole studio setup here to get some good recording done. Uh, she she told somebody at her someone at work that she her husband had a microphone at home, and the guy said, "Oh yeah." She goes, "Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a good mic though. It's on like like one of those stand things." And he was like, "Oh, you're fine. That's good." So, <laughs> Uh, that's going to work for her, but, uh, yeah, good, good call about Notre Dame. That was, that was crazy today. Uh, shout out to everybody over at discord chat. Shout out to older goaler for what he does. Shout out to everybody over at Patreon. You're going to get a, a roll call, uh, probably next week, the show, um, everybody over at r slash fancy MLS, everybody who, who follows 
on Twitter. Thank you so much for participating. Again, send me your questions. Check out the articles at MLSFantasyBoss.com. Listen to SiriusXM to check out what I talk about. Hits on Friday, so at this chunk right now, I'm talking about what to do if you miss the double game week, which you didn't do if you heard this podcast. And then, of course, be sure to subscribe to the MLS Fantasy Newsletter. Or if you know new people, let them know about the MLS Fantasy Newsletter that I'm writing. Head over to MLSsoccer.com and look for the newsletters to subscribe there. Got links over at MLS Fantasy Boss, and I tweet it out all the time, so do that. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to set your teams for Wednesday to catch that double game week. Good luck.